Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, your daily dose of news and conversation from the Chicago area. Chicago aldermen have passed Mayor Lori Lightfoot's budget for the coming year. It's a $16 billion spending plan that includes more money for police, spending on infrastructure, and much more. Here to discuss what's in the budget and what's not is WTTW political reporter Heather Sharon. Heather, this plan passed 32 to 18, which is a narrower margin than expected. So what happened? How did council members vote? Well, like you said, this budget was really opposed by both the really progressive members of the city council and the really conservative members of the city council, but for vastly different reasons. So many conservative members of the city council voted against this budget because it did not include a plan or money to keep officers from leaving or retiring from the Chicago Police Department. Conservative members of the city council see a direct line between Chicago's struggles with violent crime and the high number of vacancies in the police department. And they say that Mayor Lori Lightfoot hasn't done anything to address that. On the other side of the political spectrum, progressive members are frustrated that the mayor refused to create a department of the environment. Now, the mayor promised to do this all the way back in 2019 when she was campaigning for office. The progressives really tried to make that happen this year. The mayor rebuffed those efforts saying it wouldn't be prudent to do so without conducting a study first. And that's why you got those 18 votes against the Uh. budget. I should say, I should say, The tax levy, so the, you know, sort of levying the taxes that fund the budget only passed with 29 votes. So there were three older people who voted to spend the money, but not generate the money. So make of that what you will. Mm. We also have to call it out, Heather. This is all happening as Mayor Lightfoot seeking reelection. So I want us to listen to let's listen to some of the speech that she gave shortly after the budget passed. We all know there is more work to do to meet the moment, but also to continue on the path of righting historic wrongs and giving true meaning to equity and inclusion as our North Stars. Do you think the budget will impress voters? And what historic wrongs is she talking about there? Well, that's two really different questions. So this budget did not really include a whole lot of new money. So there's a lot of money that carried over from last year as part of the Chicago Recovery Plan that will actually be spent in 2023. That's going to be difficult for the mayor to capitalize in a very crowded mayoral campaign. And, you know, the mayor has really said that her North Star is equity and inclusion in Chicago. And she sees this budget as really 
making deep investments on the South and the West sides that have been sort of ignored for too long, she says. However, the mayor's political opponents say it doesn't go far enough, it Mm -hmm. doesn't do enough, and it only tilts at sort of the very margins of the problem. And uh, today we've got the, the midterms. Do you think that this budget will have any bearing on people's vote today? I don't. So, you know, everybody should really be focused on statewide offices and Congress and the Illinois Supreme Court. Uh, The, uh, you know, spotlight will shine on the mayor and the city council starting really um, on Wednesday, because once we get past these midterms, it will really kick into gear for people running for the city council and for the mayor, because the first time that they can file their nominating petitions with the Chicago Board of Election Commissioners is November 21st right around the corner. So let's use the rest of our time, Heather, to sort of dig into what's in the budget and then what's not in the budget. All right. So starting with what's in there, despite um, increasing CPD's budget by $64 million uh, to a whopping total of $1.94 billion, many aldermen still weren't happy about that. Why not? Well, so again, this is the story of sort of the political spectrum conservative older people said this budget does not do enough to address crime, but progressive older people say, look, the the way that this money is being spent on policing and with the police department, it's not working and that we need to do something different. So they have advocated consistently for taking some of the police department's budget and using that to beef up mental health services, affordable housing services, and to address unhoused Chicagoans. That did not happen as part of this budget. Um, There is more money in the Chicago Police Department's budget for the CTA, which, of course, has been Mm -hmm. really sort of in the spotlight for violent crime and sort of unsafeness. So that that is there. There is definitely more money with that. And there's also more money for the Office of Constitutional Policing, which is in charge of complying with the federal court order that seeks to sort of remake the Chicago Police Department to ensure that they are protecting the constitutional rights of all Chicagoans, particularly black and Latino Chicago. Let's um, contrast those numbers with the amount of money that's going to be spent to reduce homelessness. $26 million is being set aside for that. What is it going to be spent on exactly? Well, it's $26 million more this year than last year. And that the bulk of those funds will be spent on what the city calls its rapid rehousing service. So in many cases, that means hotel rooms for people who are experiencing a housing crisis. They need somewhere to stay while they get back on their feet and maybe, you know, put together some money for a security deposit and first month's rent. So originally, the mayor proposed enough funding for about 800 units of rapid rehousing. Uh, The budget added $16 million to include um, a total of 1,200 units. And that was a request by progressive alder people. But it really wasn't enough really to satisfy any progressive alder people. And next week, there's going to be a special city council meeting that really seeks to change the way Chicago taxes real estate sales Mm -hmm. to generate more funds to help unhoused Chicagoans. And the budget included some money set aside for abortion access. This was for folks who are traveling here to Illinois and for um, asylum seekers as well who have been bused here from, from Texas. Fill us in on those. That's right. So it, the budget includes $3 million to help groups like the Chicago Abortion Fund, which helps people travel to Chicago who need reproductive 
states. The budget also includes $5 million to help those asylum seekers who have been sent here from Texas. I should say that the city is hopeful that they won't have to spend that money because what the city has spent sort of housing these immigrants will be reimbursed by the federal government. This is sort of a contingency fund. And of course, it comes after it's been really more than a week at this point that that any immigrants have arrived in Chicago from Texas. Yeah. Um, We're also going to be seeing money borrowed to improve infrastructure. What's going on there? That's right. So um, back in 2021, Mayor Lightfoot unveiled what she is calling Chicago Works, which is a five-year infrastructure plan. And for the first phase of the program in 2021 and 2022, the city borrowed $1.4 billion to do a whole host of things like repave streets and build bike lanes and rebuild sidewalks. Now the plan is entering its second phase in 2023 and 2024, and the city council voted to authorized borrowing an additional $1.85 billion. Mm. I tried to take a look at sort of what the first phase of the Chicago Works program accomplished, but there does not seem to be a master list of sort of all of the projects or what wards those projects have been um, finished in. So it's a little bit unclear sort of what this infrastructure plan has meant for Chicago, although the mayor yesterday defended it as transparent. Mm -hmm. And uh, the budget, Heather, it also allows for the city to put more money into pension funds than they're actually required to. Why? And what effect would that have? (laughs) <laughs> so the city is still has just a truly massive, not only pension debt, but annual pension bill. So in 2023, the city is going to spend $2.34 billion of that $16.4 billion budget on pension funds. And for the first time this year, the city will pay more than it is required to. So think about this like your credit card payment, right? Like you can either pay off the full amount every month or you can pay the minimum payment. And up until this point in the city's history, the city has only been making those minimum payments and it has seen that debt grow. Mm In 2023, the city is going to put an additional $242 million toward its pension funds, and the city of, city's finance officials are hopeful that that will help the city start to get a little bit ahead and keep its head above water, so to speak, even as this pension debt um, will continue to pinch the city's finances for the foreseeable future. Yeah, uh, the budget includes tying the mayor, treasurer, and clerk's salaries to inflation with a cap at 5%. Any surprises there? So I think it was a little bit of a surprise. So not only are starting in 2024, so this would apply to the um, mayor, clerk, and treasurer elected in February 2023, whoever that might be, um, their salaries, if they accept the raise, will rise by 5%. Um, or whatever inflation is. Now, the mayor's salary uh, has not changed since 2006. So that has been stagnant at about $216,000 for really more than a decade at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, Both the clerk and the treasurer have also sort of seen their salaries not not rise, and they are going to get a pay raise of nearly 20.5% in 2023 so that their offices keep 
keep pace with the other people in their offices. Because as we heard from Treasurer Melissa Conyers-Irvin, without this raise, her top aides would be making more than her um, this year. Mm -hmm. And she said that's just not appropriate. Let's quickly run through what's not here. What's missing? Uh, The city's still sitting on COVID relief money. supposed to shore up the social safety net, right? That's right. So if you remember all the way back a year ago, uh, Mayor Lightfoot unveiled what she calls the Chicago Recovery Plan, which called for spending $1.9 billion to really repair that social safety net that was so badly damaged during the pandemic. Documents released by the mayor's office shows that a really small fraction of that those funds, about a $30 million had been spent as of September with another maybe $250 million spent before the end of the year. That leaves a lot of millions of dollars waiting to go out. And that was a source of great frustration among older people because they're all up for re-election too. And they want to be able to go to their constituents and say, look, I helped house people who couldn't help them, you know, who didn't have anywhere to live. Mm-hmm. And I helped people get mel- mental health care. But The mayor's office told me that it's been really challenging to get those dollars out the door, and it was always designed to be a three-year program so that nonprofit groups weren't overwhelmed by a massive influx of cash that they did not have the capacity to spend. Uh, A proposed property tax increase ended up not making it into the final budget, nor did any tax increases. And uh, a big campaign promise for Mayor Lightfoot was also creating this Department of the Environment, which also didn't happen. Why not? That's right. Well, you know, I, I, I think Alderman Harry Osterman, who represents the North Side's 48th Ward, said it best. He called this decision a head scratcher. And Alderman Osterman is one of the 13 alder people who are, is not running for re-election next year. The mayor promised to create a Department of the Environment. She she has not, and he didn't understand why she wouldn't, but instead decided to create an Office of, of Climate, Equity, and Environment, which will have 10 employees, including six new employees. So there's certainly an effort to step up the city's response to climate change in an attempt to combat it, but it just wasn't good enough for um, the progressive older people, like I said. Now, as for a tax increase, it's an election year, Sasha. Nobody wants to vote for a tax increase in an election year. No. And so originally the mayor had proposed a $42.7 million property tax hike. Uh, That didn't even make it into the final budget because the opposition on the city council was was truly unanimous on that. We'll have to leave it there. That was WTTW political reporter Heather Sharon. Thank you so much for breaking all of that down. Anytime, Sasha. This episode of Reset was produced by Michael Liptrot. It was edited by Ethan Schwab. Like getting the latest Chicago news in your podcast feed each day? Then make sure to subscribe. And after you subscribe, leave us a rating. It helps more listeners find us. That's it for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll see you tomorrow.
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.